Welcome back to Inside Rock. This week we're going to be talking about rock and roll lawsuits. <laughs> yeah, so uh, lawsuits. Yeah, man. There's some some high profile lawsuits. So, I mean, there's a, probably a ton. Well, whenever you get talent, money, and big business involved, it's inevitable that there's going to be some legal action, right? Absolutely, there is going to be. Yeah. But uh, there's some ones. I mean, I think some people are going to be familiar with some of these stories, but uh, some they're going to say, "Ooh, I didn't know that." Before we go on, though, yes, I know. I I, I can't seem to focus for no, some no, reason. There's this lingering aroma. It was fine until Cha got here. I know. I know. Now, now, it's a nice aroma. It's he little, smells. He smells pretty. It's tonight. a little too nice. It makes me a little squeamish. <laughs> Probably more like making you horny. No. Hey, no. Cha, can, yeah. I, can I hang you in my car? <laughs> no. Okay, well, see, the thing is, these guys are, are, are recognizing or experiencing pleasant smells for the first time in a long time. Well, the, yeah, you guys stink. Well, you know, I, I got to go with the pleasant smell. It's been a while, yeah. Because usually you don't come in smelling like that. <laughs> We both noticed it. He walked in. Like, he came, whoa. He came over and gave me a little hug, right? And went, holy crap. I wanted to jump him. You got, you know, <laughs> it's like you're cutting onions. You got flowers stuffed up your shirt and your pants, or what's going on? Dude, I just took a shower. No, 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 no. no, no you no, put no. something on. Okay, you know what it is? Some new what? product going some on. Some old spice, baby. Is it really? Yeah. It's not aerosol, is it? No. Good. Because that was recalled for cancer causing agents in it. Did you know that? Yeah, it was in the news. What for? Um, for aerosol, the aerosol products of Old Spice, anything that uh, uh, was it didn't expire after September 2023. All of those products have been recalled. Huh. Wow, no, it's not aerosol. All right, Good. anyway, you smell nice, Chuck. Mm, thanks. All right, okay. Well, since we're bringing up things, what yeah. you go to look for all the material we've been gathering for years, and uh, it's totally oh, gone. Never. And then I said, and I said, hey, the full the research folder's gone. I said, well, uh, what happened to it? And I looked, I looked right at Quick and said, what did you do? And what did he say? He said, nothing. 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 Oh, I haven't seen this in months. I wasn't in it. It's I was dro- in the folder below it. It's in a Dropbox thing, so it's synced between us. And Yeah, and then all of a sudden. Then he, then Queek says, oh, it's there. Yeah. And I looked at it. I restored and, it. It was in my, my, my uh, trash can. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it the go the best or the first to go to whenever you're, you know, sensing blame? Yeah, I, I didn't do it. I, I, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. <laughs> all right, that's good. All right, but don't, don't <laughs> say it, Oat. Please. <laughs> yeah, we digress. Damn it. So, so listen, uh, let's get on with the lawsuit thing. So we got a few stories here. Yeah. But some of them are just wacky. Yeah, I like the first one we're going to talk about. All right, let's get one. You're going to talk about John Fogarty? Yeah, in 1988. Yeah. 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 So it's John Fogarty, Fogarty versus Fantasy Records. Now, John Fogarty of Creed, C- Creed, CCR. Yeah, Creed's Clearwater. We're yeah. Right. So he was with them for years and did a lot of the songwriting and most of the singing. Yeah. And uh, he went on his own. Yeah, he went solo and uh, he... He had a very successful solo career, but he did a song called The Old Man Down the Road uh, on, as a solo artist. Everybody remembers that song. We'll put it on the playlist. Mark that down, Cha, right now. Do you remember the video, Old Man Down the Road? Uh, that, that, yeah, I do. That was the, the camera following his guitar chord through like, 
you know, everything like desert or things and over over top or stuff. Oh, I remember and that. All, the whole then at the end it followed up his guitar and it shows him playing at That's the end cool. of the video. That's cool. So yeah. he recorded that song, and the now fantasy fantasy records president uh, Saul. How do you say his last name? Zainz. 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 I'd Zainz. Say, yeah. I think it is. Uh, so he sued Fogarty because he now he he had control of all of the CCR material. So he took him to court for sounding too much, too much like John Fogarty. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying that the song "Old Man Down 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 the Road" sounded a lot like, and very very similar to Creedence Clearwater's uh, "Through the Jun- Run Through the Drunk Jungle." I'll spit it out. Don't worry, I got it. Yeah, you got it. Run through the jungle. Nah, I but, don't. I but, don't really see it. It wasn't the it. it wasn't the music though. It was the sound that he was focused on. His, and a, yeah, his, and well, he's course, got a sound. John Fogerty sounds like he's got a style. John right? Fogerty. That's right. That's right. That was just a stupid lawsuit. So what happened with the lawsuit? Well, they went to court, and the, the judge had uh, Fogarty perform both, when he was a witness on the witness stand, he performed both of the songs that he wrote. Isn't that funny? He wrote both of those songs, and he's being sued, well, basically when, for... Well, so I said, when there's big business, and there's talent, and there's money involved, somebody's going to sue somebody. Self-plagiarism, they called it. Yeah. Well, he gave up his rights to that song, though. That was the issue. Right. So anyway, he performed it on the stand and they agreed, yes, they're different. They're different. You know, when they heard him actually do it in the court. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, anyway, the the, the president uh, had to eat some crow, I guess, but uh, he, he tried. He oh, tried. Yes. Isn't that funny though, you know? Like he's, he owns uh, Fantasy Records and CCR probably made him a ton of money. Yeah, and he's suing the guy that's ri- that had written the song. It gets just bizarre to me. Well, it's greed. Oh yeah, no greed, kidding. right? Yeah. Now, one of the most famous lawsuits. I mean, would you agree? The next one. Um, yeah, I would say so. It's, I think it's, it's it was it was probably one of the most high profile lawsuits. High profile. Everybody yeah. everybody heard about it. Anybody who downloaded music was yeah. very upset about this. Yeah, I know I was. I mean, this is back in... Uh, oh, you're getting free music. Well, I mean, this is back in 1999, right? This is 22 years ago. Yeah. 22 years oh, ago. Oh, are you talking Metallica? Yeah, yeah, man. Metallica and Napster. So Metallica versus Napster. Yeah. That's number two. So, yeah, I mean, everybody... It was great. You were able to download music. Well, not only that... Now, that's peer-to-peer, right? That's what, it, that's what it was. It was relatively new, too. And it wasn't just download music. It was... You could search the database and play any song you wanted over your... Computer. computer, yeah, it right? was. You couldn't take it with you unless you burned no. it on a CD. But yeah, but, but uh, I mean, it was great to be able to search songs and just hear them. Well, I Na- mean, Napster now, started it, man. Yeah, and now I mean, it's second nature for people to do that. Because what are you talking about? Everybody but do they don't realize what what people like like uh, like us even like yeah. when we were growing up with music and going through that phase. That was such a cool phase. To well, go the through. only way to hear music was if you bought the album, yeah. the cassette. Yeah. Or if you heard it on the radio. That's right. Period. Or, or the 8-track. <laughs> the 8-track. Yeah, I still have one. Anyway. That was um, also before DRM. Yes, it was. was. rights management. So that you could, I could download it and give it to you and you could play it. That's correct. Yeah. 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 Well, even before all the digital stuff, you could put it on a cassette tape, take your album, 
make a mixtape, just like in Guardians of the Galaxy, awesome mixtape one and two, yeah, and share it. It was the same thing. It, it pretty much was. Yeah. It pretty... Well, yeah, but somebody had to initially buy it, though. Somebody had to initially buy the album. So, you know, yeah. the peer-to-peer, yeah, still, someone had to initially buy it. It had yeah. to come from somewhere. Yeah. But, yeah, but Metallica, Metallica actually ended up suing Napster, the University of Southern California, Yale University, and Indiana University for copyright infring- for infringement and racketeering. That was in, in, two, in April of 2000 because there was the, a lot of the college students were the ones that were the, the biggest offenders. Yeah, downloading. For the business. downloads. Yeah. And, uh, well, didn't it also start? I think it was created by a bunch of young guys in university. Well, Napster, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Brilliant, though. Yeah. Right? Peer-to-peer sharing. It was, it was awesome. But the, Well, it's awesome for us. <laughs> Not so awesome yeah, for the artists. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, when you think about it, Right, uh, you don't, you, don't, you can't really blame Metallica. I no, mean, you know? well, back then they made a lot of their revenues from selling CDs and records and yeah. of course stuff like that. And then today, though, really, you're you're paying to listen to music. You really don't own music anymore. Yeah, unless you you know, like you, you have your album collection and stuff. Yeah, but like you know, we all have Spotify accounts. We're paying to listen. We don't pay to own. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah, and that, I guess it's okay as long as you keep paying them because you can listen to whatever you want, how many, for yeah. how long you want. Interesting, but isn't it? As yeah. soon as you as soon as you stop paying Spotify, okay, yeah, yeah, you're done. Yeah, you're done. Well, yeah. I know you can get a free Spotify account, but you just can't play you, specific music. Well, yeah, and you can't you can't take it. You can't go mobile with it. And you can't work right. Playlists. You can't listen to it in your car or walk around with it on your phone yeah. anymore. Yeah, right. It's all the be cool free. stuff. Yeah. yeah, we love Spotify, by the way. Well, for sure. <clears throat> yeah. Now, Dr. Dre uh, also filed a lawsuit against uh, Napster around the same time, mm. uh, but it was Metallica's voice that that really put the the that woke everyone up. Oh, for sure, man! It, it put him in the foreground. Well, but, the, the lawsuit actually ruined Napster. I mean, the lawsuit was settled in two thousand one, and then Napster more or less was gone by two thousand two. See, Metallica asked Napster to block 335,000 users who were downloading their music. He, they, asked him, they asked Napster to block them, and that's what's really started everything. And Napster disagreed, refused, and, and then the rest is history. And Metallica ended up winning. So yep. Napster, yeah, you just said Napster actually folded, right? Yeah, yeah. 2002, they were done. Yeah, yeah. But then, a num- what's the other one, LimeWire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there was LimeWire. There was all kinds of them. LimeWire yep. was good too. Yeah, but but then you get you know Apple Music and then Spotify and yeah. all these other ones came up, but it was pay per use. And then there was royalties built in for the artists. Yeah, which is fair. Yeah, for sure, it's fair. For sure, I agree. Yeah, but any for any audiophiles out there listening to this, I, I got a an Apple speaker. You know the little Siri round speaker? Yeah. Okay, it, it blows Google speaker out of the water. Really? Oh, my gosh. I could be, the thing's in the kitchen. I could be on the front porch with the door shut, and it will hear me. The mic system on this thing is unbelievable. But anyway, so you have to have Apple Music, right? Yeah. They have um, a switch. You might you probably appreciate this too, mm-hmm. Queeks. Uh, loss, lossless uh, audio. Wow. So it's just like 
pretty much pure, just like you would have be listening on a CD, no compression at all. Now that's the, like a flack. Right? Yeah, yeah. Is there no compression flack? No flack. That's why people love flack. Yeah, they're huge files, but yeah, but, but like you know, you want to r- download the Rush album on Apple Music, and yeah. you can download Lossless version. That's cool. Oh, uh, it, it's it's huge. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. All right, so thanks to Metallica and the defunct now Napster, we have music services like Spotify. That's true. Now, you can still find MP3 downloads on the internet. I mean... Yeah, but you know what? For the small price that you have to pay to get access to all that material, why would you not open a Spotify account? not only that, too. The more peer-to-peer became popular, the more viruses started... uh, Absolutely. uh, You know, coming out, you're downloading viruses right on your computer and... It was a nightmare, I remember. No, it just makes sense to go on to either, you know, Apple Music and buy an album or or set up a playlist on Spotify. It just makes more sense. Or subscribe to the Jabber Guys podcast. Uh, yeah, you know, and you stuff can... Stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, what's the name of this podcast again that we're doing? Rock and Roll Lawsuits. Oh, okay. Did you just wake up or what? Chad no. just joined the show. All right. Yeah. All right, buddy. <laughs> Nod it off. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. I love this next one. What, Neil Young? I love this one. Okay, give us the background. Well, because, in, uh, in, well, first of all, it was Neil Young uh, versus Geffen Records. Right. David Geffen, uh, <clears throat> the music guy who started Geffen Label. Anyway, in December of 1983, he, uh, Neil Young was served with papers, uh, and Geffen Records was actually charging him with... Now, before <clears throat> I jump into that, Neil Young had been with another another record company for a long time. And he was going through some creative change. Neil Young, if you remember back in the 80s, Neil Young did some pretty funky stuff, right? A very uncharacteristic of, of, of what he normally sounds like. And that was the issue Geffen Records had. They picked him up and signed him on to do a bunch of albums. And they said his recordings that, he, that the, he, he produced for them were unrepresentative and uncharacteristic of what Neil Young sounds like. So, so Neil Young doesn't sound like Neil Young. No, it, because he changed his, his approach to music. He, he got very, it was very pop and it was not like the acoustic Neil Young, like Harvest. It was nothing like that. Hmm. He sounded completely different. Oh, you know what? Um, he was with Repo- Reprise, by the way. Reprise Child, Records. you're going to have to come up with a couple of those songs for the playlist. Everybody's Rockin', that album? Yeah, yeah. That um, Wondering. I love that song. Dude, you remember, you see the video? In, in, when we used to go drinking? Right? Yeah. And, and, and that, when that came on, I was glued to the TV. Yeah, dude, it was great. It was a great tune. Great video? Great, great tune? Yeah, it was. It was a really cool video. Yeah. yeah gotta love that. I yeah. love that song. Yeah, make sure you put that one on, child. This, this Already part. done. Yeah, a boy. <laughs> so he had released 13 albums with Reprise Records, and uh, he got all of his, a lot of his fame, but he had a couple of bombs uh, had fallen flat, like the 1980s Hawks and Doves and the 1981s Reactor. They had fallen flat. They didn't do very well. Um, so that's when he jumped to Geffen. Now, I don't know what they're expecting. I mean... <laughs> You know, they gave him, and what Neil Young's argument was, well, look it, you gave me creative control. I'm the artist. Okay, I signed down with you. You knew you're getting me, but I have creative control. And that was his argument. It's in my contract. You can't tell me what to record. You, you know, I, I, I do the stuff. And that was his bare argument. And ultimately, I believe he won, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. 
Yeah. I always remember Neil Young that when all those artists got together to save the world, or what was that? What was it called? Which version? We are the world. We are the world. Yeah. We are the world. I just picked that up on vinyl. Did you? I did. <laughs> and the, the producer is in the sound booth, and he says, "Okay, uh, cut, cut. Uh, Neil, you're you're sounding just a little flat." And he goes, "Hey, man, that's my style." <laughs> <laughs> you know, either love him or hate him. I, he's Canadian. We're Canadian. We're, I, we, I guess we should probably love him, but I'm not a big Neil Young fan. Well, no, I, I, I don't want to criticize him because he's very talented. There's no doubt he is. Yeah, he's a good Canadian uh, icon in music for sure. Yeah. But a lot of his music, I just, I don't know, it doesn't. That do was like my me. fourth album I've ever purchased was uh, Russ Never Sleeps. Oh, Russ Never but, Sleeps? By Neil yeah. Young, yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very good, that's very good. Actually. It is a good album, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. I just picked up Harvest, too. A really, really good copy of it. So I gotta, I haven't had much experience with that. I gotta, you know what? I'm going to try some Neil Young out. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try him out. Well, you got to still listen to Willie, too. I already did. Oh, I love Willie. Isn't it? You can listen to Willie forever. He's just got a great voice. Yeah, it goes great with a couple of pop brownies. There you go. Yeah, it was great. Willie would, appro- would approve. Yeah, Willie really yeah. would approve. Yeah. Yes, he would. So anyway, after Neil won his case, he ended up uh, recording more albums for Geffen. So that didn't destroy the relationship. Uh, so he ended up making a couple albums for them after that as well. So hmm. anyway, hmm. all was all was good. All, all right. Was good. Okay, so uh, moving on to the next one, Pink hmm. Floyd. <laughs> this one's great, actually. Yeah, so was, this one is Roger Waters versus Pink Floyd. So, yeah, anybody want to take the lead on this one? Well, it's actually be Roger Waters and David Gilmore, right? Yeah, but yeah, but David Gilmore represented Pink Floyd, right? Because he was still with the band. Roger Waters right. left. Yeah, because uh, Waters left the band in '85. Yeah, right. Here's a see with this this case here. This is a this is a perfect example of a huge ego. Roger Waters didn't even want Pink Floyd to continue without him. I left the band, so it should fold. Well, he he didn't even think it should be called Pink Floyd. Well, he sued them to make them not use the name to restrict them from using the name Pink Floyd. Whatever, because I'm not there anymore. Well, you you voluntarily left the band, dude. That's bullshit, right? Yeah, I know. So yeah, so that that's that's a thing. That's a huge ego, and uh, so he left the band what in 1885, right? 1985. Well, you know, actually, I, it says here in 2000. What was it? Uh, he's discussing a case with the BBC. This is uh, Waters, right? Mm-hmm. And Waters actually admitted, "Yeah, I was wrong. Of course, I was. Who cares?" <laughs> that's exactly what he said. Now he even wanted he wanted to ban the band from using the inflatable pig like that was their signature in oh, concert. Yeah, yeah. Not the pig. The pig. From, tell, tell me you're not talking about the pig. The pig man. <laughs> the pig man. <laughs> so yeah, he didn't want him to use that. And yeah, I mean that's crossing the line right there, dude. Now, he, <laughs> now Waters did actually patch things up and reunited with them in 2005. Yeah, for Live Aid. For Live Aid. Yeah. 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 But, you know, he admitted he was wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, so anyway. So what do you think? What what should we put on the playlist for Pink Floyd? Well, well, since we're talking about the pig, you should do a song off of animals, right? Ooh, very good. Sheep. That's a great tune. <laughs> Sheep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great tune. How apropos. Yeah. Yeah, Pink Floyd's awesome. 
All right. All right. That's definitely pot brownie material right there. <laughs> no question about it. Okay, here's another big one. I love this one too. Big one. George Harrison is such a versus Bright Tunes. Yeah, now so but when you think of George Harrison, when he went solo, uh double he, album. He like came, right out of the oh, right out of the shoot. I know. So he obviously had you know, tons of material just waiting to be done. Now I watched I watched some of that Get Back documentary that just came out. I'm liking it. Now, it, it I mean, you, it's a little repetitive. It is, and it's it's slow. It's I mean, but anyway, you could see the tension between George Harrison and Paul McCartney. Oh yeah, and it, there was very little tension between John and Paul. Yeah, they got along great. Yeah, George always sat off to the side, and Paul would give uh, you know a suggestion. Yeah. And George didn't like that. Yeah. And he'd say, you could tell me what to do. And, you know, it's, you could, you could see the tension was rising. Because George was talented. And I think he was being held He was held probably back. a little insulted. Like I these, think you're right. McCartney and, and Lennon are the front guys, really. I mean, they're, they're, you know, when you think of the Beatles, you think of Lennon and McCartney. But then there's George Harrison. He's got all these creative ideas well that was obvious when he left the band he came up with a double album right out of the shoot all things must pass yeah absolutely so he had all that material stored up and it's good stuff so the one song that he really hit it big with and if you remember my sweet lord my sweet lord and this is the one that actually caused the controversy and the lawsuit um because they um well they claimed it sounded a lot like the 1962 song from the chiffons called um yeah he's so fine he's so fine yeah and i I, you know i've listened to both of them i i don't really if you struggle to hear it you could probably hear it yeah you know but and i've always said this this is the one story that always made me think how does how do artists all this time still generate new ideas and new songs and tunes and rhythms you got to be influenced by something like you have for, to. forget about the lyrics just yes. like there's only so many notes on a I guitar know, right how many scenarios you can come up with is I is know. still going on like it's mind-boggling yeah. so you know it, it's amazing to me that that you know someone can you know not be influenced by maybe he was I don't know. Or even accidentally sound like another song. Accidentally, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway. A a friend of mine, he was a science fiction writer, and I remember he wrote this uh, short story about a muse who helped this songwriter come up with a computer program. When you push it, he would write every possible song with every possible note, and it would grant him ownership. So he ended up owning all the songs because his computer was able to generate... All the song, possible songs. Mm-hmm. So, and it's it's actually infinite. I mean, the number of songs oh, that are possible. It's obvious because the number of songs that yeah. come out every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so uh, there is a know, lot of combinations, permutations, combinations. Getting back to George, but yeah, that, that's cool. But getting back to George, he's 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 the first Beatle to celebrate a number one hit after going solo. First one. First one. But he had a hard time celebrating because he ended up in a lengthy legal battle because of it. And that's right. too bad, right? You know, he kind of put a, puts a damper on does. the whole event. It does. Doesn't it? <laughs> but it I, does. I love the way they got out of it, though. Well, no, this day yeah, we're going to get into that. Yeah. So in 19, the, 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 the lawsuit wasn't filed until 1971, and the case didn't even go to trial until 1976. So for five years, he's got this lawsuit hanging over his head. 
Yeah. And it kind of sucks, right? And it continued all the way through to 1998. Yeah, so a little, little background on the song. Uh, Harrison actually began mm. writing uh, My Sweet Lord uh, in December of 1969 mm-hmm. when uh, he was with Billy Preston and Eric Clapton in uh, Copenhagen on a tour. And you know, at, by this time, he'd already written a number of gospel kind of influenced songs, right? Yeah. Like uh, Hear Me, Lord, and Sing One for the Lord, and uh, he did that one with Preston. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then he came up with uh, My Sweet Lord. You know that the single's worldwide, worldwide sales amounted to 5 million copies by 1978. Wow. That's how big it was, making it one of the best-selling singles of all time. And by 2010, uh, My Sweet Lord has sold over 10 million copies. It actually returned to the number one position again in UK when uh, it was reissued in 2002, January, just two months after Harrison had died from uh, cancer at the age of uh, 58. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? But anyway, didn't... uh, So Alan Klein. Uh, Yeah. Snake in the grass. Yeah. And I think he was one of the reasons that led to the Beatles' breakup. Uh, uh, who warned them about him? Mick Jagger warned Paul yeah. McCartney, and they said, don't sign with that guy, because had, uh, Klein had been working with the Stones for a while, and they got rid of him because yeah. he was a snake. Yeah. And uh, the other three Beatles wanted to sign with Klein, and Paul didn't, and that was it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, Klein proved his true colors on this whole lawsuit, when he was working both sides of the fence against wow. George Harrison. Well, because what he did, he went he went and uh, opened negotiations to purchase the ailing uh, Bright Tunes. Yeah. Right. So to have so he would own them. Yeah. Bought the company for five hundred and eighty-seven thousand dollars, which gave him the rights to he's so fine. And he had insider information on the record sales of My Sweet Lord. And he was giving it to him. And he was giving, yeah. So he Playing both sides. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty sleazy right there. So when the court found out about that, they said, okay, well, you know what? Uh, what'd they call it? Uh, because of Klein's duplicity? Because he was working both well, yeah, sides was, of the fence? He was a double agent. <laughs> yeah. Instead of the $1.6 million uh, uh, lawsuit. lawsuit that he was going to be hit with, uh, they only made him pay $587,000. meaning George Harrison. George Harrison made George Harrison pay 587000 which is the amount that Klein paid for Bright, Bright Tunes. But that five eighty seven gave Harrison rights to... Both songs. Both songs. He's so fine and my sweet lord. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just a bizarre story. Yeah, well, like I said, you, know, you get a manager that you can't trust and is stabbing you in the back, you're toast. And I guess... One of the deciding factors, the judge asked uh, Harrison, "Are you familiar with the song He's So Fine?" He said, "Yeah, by the Chiffons." And, and he, he said, "Well, subconsciously, you, 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 you copied it. You may have channeled that song." Yeah, into, yeah. yeah. And uh, they broke it down to the the beats per minute, and it's so many. There's a musicologist that actually broke it down and said it's very similar. You yeah. know. Now, the other Beatles, uh, Ringo Starr uh, specifically said, there's no way he copied that. He may, you know, he's, uh, there's no way. He doesn't have it in him. He, yeah, he just, he wouldn't copy a song like that. Now, Paul McCartney, on the other hand, was quoted as saying, I can't remember what year it was, that the, the Beatles prob- probably did rip off a bunch of songs. 
That's what he said. Hmm. Now, inadvertently or on purpose, I don't know what he meant exactly, but he said that in an interview. Well, like you say, it's tough to come up with. Uh, oh my God, I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Holt doesn't care about much anymore. I don't think. No, nothing's nothing okay. Nothing's going to fizz him. Sir, 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 Sir McCartney. Sir McCartney. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right, let's move on. We spent enough time on good old George. Yeah, that's a good story. I like that one though. Since now, since we're talking about the Beatles, uh, how about <clears throat> Apple Core versus Apple Computer? Oh, is this the one about uh, trademark infringement? Yeah, well, the Apple. Yeah, I mean, both big, big companies, both of them, right? Yep. So in 1968, the Beatles founded a new company called Apple Corps. And that was their record label. Everybody remembers the, the label. Yeah, with the half an apple on the middle of the vinyl. That's right, yeah, the green apple. Yeah. And then less than a decade later, Steve Jobs uh, arrived on the scene with his company called Apple Computers. And a lengthy uh, legal saga uh, ensued. Do you think if one was called Apple Computer and one was called Apple Corp, what's the problem? Well, the Beatles' Apple sued Jobs' Apple in 1978 for trademark infringement. Right. And uh, hmm. it, it, was, uh, it, was, it was settled in 1981. With the with the condition that Apple computers stay out of the music business. Well, that didn't happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a little thing called Apple Music and iTunes. Isn't that funny, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so another settlement uh, was reached in 1991, followed by another lawsuit in 2003. So, yeah, it wasn't over. Yeah, and that's when iTunes was introduced. Well, yeah. That's right, the iTunes yeah. Store. That's right. Yeah, because that's and when iPod. Uh, the iPod came out. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> the Beatles claimed again their trademark had once again been infringed upon, and the judge disagreed, throwing out the case in two thousand and six. Now I don't know how. If there was one stipulation, stay out of the music business, and then they 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 deliberately started up iTunes Store and iPods. To me, that's what good is the contract? Yeah, what good is it? Yeah. But true, but you know, went, <laughs> that's right. You know, it's funny. Then the Beatles catalog appeared on iTunes. I think it was like about four years later or something, and sold two million songs in their first week on iTunes. So the Beatles got some money back. There you go. Oh yeah, there you go. It's a win-win. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, we can continue with the Beatles again. There's a Paul McCartney one as well. Well, he ended up suing the Beatles, right? Paul McCartney versus the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, there's another one. What's wrong with these people? <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, I did a bit of research on that one before, and Paul was frustrated. Again, this, this Alan Klein guy. Yeah, he's at the center of it. Yeah, Alan Klein. He said, guys, you can't sign with Alan Klein. And then they went and signed on with him behind his back. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, well, we've already done it. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I don't blame Paul. No, me neither. Yeah. And it ended up, he was right. Klein was a backstabbing snake. Yeah. And they ended up finding that out the hard way. But anyway, so what, what are the details? Uh, well, I mean, it was in 1970. The suit was filed by Paul McCartney in 1970 to legally disband the group and to, tra- and to charge Beatles manager Ellen Klein with mismanagement of the band's funds. Yeah. And uh, that's the year they broke up, right? Yeah. 
So, yeah, there you go. The and suit carried on. Yeah, and that, that forced the breakup yeah, of the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people say it was Yoko that broke up the Beatles. It wasn't. No. It wasn't Yoko. Yeah. Well, she didn't it, help. No, it she was, didn't it was help. Just, it was just bad timing yeah. with Yoko, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it, this was the straw that broke the camel's back for sure. You know, the group didn't legally disband until 1975. Legally. Right. On paper. The Beatles. The Beatles, yeah. 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 Yeah, and McCartney's concerns about Klein were realized uh, when it was found that their manager had been taking more than his share of the royalties. I'm shocked. Yeah, no kidding. He was subsequently fired, but the whole mess really took the took its toll on on the Beatles' relationships with each other as yeah, well. No kidding. Yeah, they reconnected though. Yep. You know. Yeah. Later. But they would find themselves in court again. <laughs> and that's a story for another day. That's funny. You know, we were talking about earlier about Geffen Records, right? Remember? Yeah. It was, and Geffen Records, John Lennon signed on with Geffen Records. As a matter of fact, that was one of the home runs that Geffen Records has with uh, had with uh, starting over Double Fantasy, the Double yep. Fantasy album. Yep. That was Geffen Records. That's, mm. that, was his, uh, that was a big one for him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But anyway, this came to mind. All right. Um, oh, here's one. I remember. I remember this one. Mm-hmm. Pearl Jam and Ticketmaster. Oh yeah, yeah. That was uh, that's about what 17, 18 years ago. Ninety uh, four, I think it was. Okay, there you go. Yeah, ninety four. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, eighteen years ago almost. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Pearl Jam was very popular at the time, and we're selling out concerts, and. Eddie Vedder was concerned when Ticketmaster uh, bought out, um, who did they buy out? Ticketron. Ticketron, that's right, 19, uh, 1991. Yeah. Which lowered the competitive market, obviously, right? And it gave the, uh, the venues and the artists, you know, narrowed choice on who they're going to use well, to they're sell tickets. Well, they're trying to create a monopoly. Yeah, so that's what Vedder said. He says, you know what, they're trying to create a monopoly. Yeah. So... What he did, he went out and hired a Manhattan lawyer yeah. uh, and charged them and filed an official complaint with the Justice Department. And uh, Now, just to be clear, I mean, so what ticked them off was the ser- service fees to begin with. Like they they wanted to charge eighteen fifty eighteen dollars and fifty cents a ticket for tickets and they, to see and, their show. Yeah, but they said, you know, look, we want to keep the prices low so as many people can come to the concerts as we can get there because when people can afford it. But it was the service fee that they were slapping on. Yeah, and this is in 94, right? So, so there was a service fee anyway. It was like, what, a buck 80? A buck 80 is what, you know, Pearl Jam said, okay, a buck 80, okay. It's, but Ticketmaster wanted $2. Wanted to, but said the minimum fee, minimum fee, minimum $2 fee. a cover cost. I want my $2. <laughs> oh, better off dead. Better off dead. Where's my $2? Where's my $2? That's awesome. I want my $2. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> yeah, but it, it wasn't just the 20 cents. It's, you know, veterans saying, look, it, these guys are creating a monopoly, and this is just a thin edge of the wedge, and before you know it, they're going to be able to charge anything they want. Yeah, he's right, too. He's right. So he was, uh, yeah, he was sticking up for the fans, man. Well, look at, well, look at us now. Service fees are what, like 30 bucks? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, piece of cake. <laughs> well, when the tickets are 300 
Yeah. It's insane what yeah, ticket well. price. Anyway, that's another show. Yeah, that's another show. But sure. uh, yeah, so uh, they had to actually, members of the band actually had to testify before Congress um, after they filed a complaint with the Justice Department. <laughs> and they also, Pearl Jam actually aborted uh, an entire summer tour just to avoid dealing with Ticketmaster. Yeah, that's what it, and that was his point about uh, creating Monopoly. Yeah. They didn't have anybody else to go to. So we're not playing. Yeah. <laughs> but sadly, they lost the case. Well, they should never have allowed Ticketmaster to buy Ticketron. That should never have happened. Yeah. Because uh, that it goes against the Monopoly uh, laws. Well, anyway. Anyway. <clears throat> there you go. But uh, as it turned <clears throat> out, uh, they lost. They did, yeah. Yeah. When I say they, I mean... Uh, Pearl Jam. Pearl and, Jam lost. company. Yeah. And uh, that was it. Good old USA, the capitalistic approach. You can charge whatever you want as long as people will pay for it. Yeah. Well, we were talking a little bit before about, uh, you know, robots going on and buying up all the tickets Oh, the ticket bots, yeah. The ticket bots. Well, they would go on and buy all the tickets up and then resell them at double and triple the cost. Yeah, that's right. You know, they're making tons of money. What a gig. Just try to get a PlayStation 5 now. Same thing. (laughs) <laughs> Pissing yeah. me off. It is. You try to find one. Yeah, that's another topic too. You just can't find one. I can't. Just like uh, Turbo Man, you just can't find one. <laughs> you watched that yet this year? No, I, I'm going Jingle to. Jingle all though. the way. Well, my my favorite line in that: Rodney King, <laughs> Sinbad. <laughs> no, as he's getting trampled. Rodney King. <laughs> no, that one. My favorite line is, "Put the cookie down." Oh, of course, everybody knows that line. Mm, these cookies. Are we eating my cookies? Uh, that's Phil Hartman, right? He's delicious. <laughs> Put that cookie down. That's great. All right. So, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, the uh, Ray Parker, Huey Lewis lawsuit. Ray Parker <clears throat> versus Huey Lewis Ray in Parker the news. Ray Parker Jr., actually. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Ghostbusters versus uh, I Want a New Drug. So the producers kind of, they're the ones that caused this. They kind of set up Ray Parker Jr. They set him up. So they they first offered (laughs) uh, uh, Lindsey Buckingham and Huey Lewis to do the theme song for Ghostbusters. Because Columbia Pictures, the studio... Yeah. Really like Huey Lewis's sound. Well, he was big, right, at the time. And one of the songs... Well, they used they used some of Huey Lewis's songs in the the background, yeah, in some of the shots. But they didn't have their own music yet. But they used some of Huey's songs. Which, in and the which background. one did they use? And, well, and I wanted a drug. That's right. And well, they, and they gave it to. So they hired <laughs> Ray Parker Jr. and said, "Here, this is what we're looking for. Right. This is the sound we're looking for." Yeah. Well, you'd put it right in the guy's lap. Of yep. course, he's going to use it as inspiration. Yep. And a little too much inspiration. A little bit too much because it, yeah. I mean, we just listened to the tracks back to back. We'll put them both on the playlist. Try you all over that. It's already done. At a boy. Nice. <laughs> it's already done. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's way too similar. So, Huey Lewis sued Ray Parker Jr. And he won the lawsuit. Then Ray Parker Jr. sued. Well, because part counter of sued. Be counter sued because part of the settlement was that, you know, we'll settle this, but you can't talk about it. And on VH1, behind the music, Huey Lewis Spil- talked about spilled it. Spilled the beans, yeah. And then so he, he sued him yeah. for doing that. 
And Huey Lewis ultimately said, well, you know, it's just the way the industry was working at the time, and that's what was a disappointing thing. He said, but ultimately, they paid. They paid for, for the use of my song. Yeah, it wasn't for sale, but actually, I guess it was, because they paid for it. That's right. Yeah. I mean, Ghostbusters, uh, the, well, it the was, theme song was number one for three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. It was right? huge. Yeah, it was massive. Yeah. However, it was a ripoff. It was a ripoff. So way to go, Huey. That's yeah. what I say. I love Huey. Yeah, I like Huey, too. Oh, yeah, man. I saw him. I know you did. Yep. Yeah. And with who? Well, with Huey, there was the Tower of Power of Horns. Yeah. But uh, ZZ Top as well. There it is. No. What a concert that was. Oh, was I bet, great, man. man. I bet. I saw Huey, too, but I saw him, uh, it was like, what, three years ago I saw him. And oh, st- wow. Still had it, though. Still good. He was still good. He's getting up there. Yeah. But his vocals weren't quite the same. No. But, but it was great. He put on a great show. I loved his cameo in Back to the Future. I'm sorry, fellas. You're just, t- just too darn loud. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the name of the band that Michael J. Fox was auditioning with? I can't remember. The Pinheads. Oh, the Pinheads. Sorry, fellas. Just too darn loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great scene. I love it. Yeah. Okay, I think it's that time in the podcast for uh, some rock news. All right, so we're going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> There's no news, I guarantee. Oh, no, here we go. <laughs> Cha, why don't you go first? What do you got? What's, uh, what's on the news? Well, Metallica is streaming, live streaming, two 40 anniversary shows. Uh, it's uh, December, I believe it's December 17th and 19th. And I understand they're doing it for free. Come on. Yeah? Come on, really? Really? You understand that, Oak? <laughs> Don't leave it going. He's going to pause. Don't pause. Is it free? What? This no, is sure. your news story. Well, then why are you talking? Because you missed the best part. You said it was free. I didn't. <laughs> it's my news story, man. Fucking Gary Gnu. Anyhow, uh, I'm not going to talk about price because I don't know if it costs anything. But it's the 17th and 19th. Be there or be square. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you have, Queeks? On a headline, Metallica announced free live stream of 40th anniversary shows. Yeah, good. Hey. Look at this headline. Metallica, the live stream, huge, 40th anniversary, 40th anniversary shows via Amazon. Free. It says nothing about free. No? No. But it's free. It's my damn news article, damn it. <laughs> it is, but you got it all wrong. No, I got it perfectly right what I said. We can't hear this. Yes, we can. <laughs> no, we can't. Don't touch that button. Don't what? touch the Are button. Are you still recording? Don't fucking yes. touch it. Oh, this is great yeah, stuff. Yeah, don't touch it. People love this shit. <laughs> I didn't say shit about price. Okay, so it's a free Metallica show on the 17th and 19th? Wait a minute, Chai, is, is it free? According to you, it is. <laughs> All right. Free live stream. Well, no, actually, it's I'm not free. Minute. It's not free. No? Because if you don't have Amazon Prime, you got to pay for it. Uh-huh. Ah. So my statement was more right. It's more, not never more, more correct. <laughs> John's the best. All right. Well, uh, you really? know, let's put it this way. You don't have to pay extra for it if you have Amazon Prime. Yeah, look at how easy. Eh? Should have been a lawyer. This is why I didn't bring up price. I know. <laughs> there you go. So, but yes, what, 17th and 19th. It's going to be sick. All right. Be, what cool. else you got? So the uh, Gram, you got to lighten this up a bit. So the Grammy Awards, uh, 2022 Grammy Awards nominations were announced on November 23rd. And we just did a podcast on ABBA. And what a thrill to see that they're nominated for their very first ever Grammy 
Um, 40 years after. Well, almost, yeah, between uh, The Visitors and uh, Voyage. The new album's called Voyage. And the song that they're nominated for is I Still Have Faith in You, and it's uh, nominated for Record of the Year. So almost 40 years between albums and their comeback album, they get a Grammy nomination. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of people are going to be rooting for them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Hmm. So, so uh, moving else? on, number uh, number three on the newsreel here, uh, the Stones, they did a, uh, a, a secret club show. They do that a lot, don't they? Yeah, this is in London, and they did a, a tribute to Charlie Watts. Um, How do you do a tribute to Charlie Watts? Just play a bunch of Stone songs? With his picture up. No, you know what I mean? How do you do it? I'd like to know how they presented that. Well, I'm sure that they did some kind of video background or something. I don't, I'm not sure. It doesn't say. That's great, though. That's great yeah. that they did that, though. The Stones are famous for that, right? Just showing up at a club. Did they charge for it? I don't think it was free, Joe. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, they played, they played a lot of Charlie songs from, like, I mean, Charlie had his own jazz band. Yeah, and he did some great stuff. Yeah, yeah. blues. and So they, they played a lot of Charlie's music. Right. Um, which is great. So I mean, they did a, a little, a little tribute for Charlie at a at a secret club. That's awesome. Imagine going to a, yeah, you go to a go for a drink and they bring on the band and it's the Stones. Yeah, I know. Oof. Yeah, there's there's quite a few of those stories. We could do a show just on the Stones easily. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay, I think Charlie, you got one more, right? Yeah, oh, I can't. I can't wait. Big news. Big, 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 big news in the donut world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't tell me. In the oh, donut, no. Yes, oh, the no. donut world slash music world. Oh, here it is. Okay. Uh, please don't tell me you're going to... Yeah, go ahead. So, everybody knows Justin Bieber? Yeah. Yeah, the Biebs. Right? The yeah. Biebs, yeah. He's in cahoots with the uh, probably the biggest coffee slash donut company in Canada, and he's got his own line of donuts now, and it's called the Tim Biebs. Oh. Didn't we talk about this already? We, we got to talk about it again. Because I went on and on about going to Timmy's and getting some Tim Biebs, and I just wanted to punch somebody in the face. I don't know if we did it on Weird and Wacky yeah, World or another Inside weird Rock. And wa- I think it was Weird and Wacky. Mm. Well, you were going on about, you know, going to Timmy's and I'll have some double-double oh, double and guess, some Tim Biebs. And it just got worse with, yeah. with Biebs, with the Tim Biebs. Yeah. Well, I guess he's, he supposedly news. designed the donut. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And also... He, he, they're they're selling the they're donut. selling they're, they're little donuts they're like little round donuts if any someone doesn't know what a timbit that's what it, the nor regular ones are called timbits it's like the middle out of the donuts that's right that's yeah. and since it's uh, now just as Justin Bieber has his hands on it now now it's Tim Biebs but um but yeah but these boxes that they're being sold in they're they're being sold like overseas like for people that don't have you know the availability to go to Tim Tim Hortons. They, they're selling these boxes overseas for like thousands of dollars. What? These little foreign girls. Oh my God, I want a Tim Hortons. Are you Tim kidding Beebs me? box. Yeah. You know, I saw on Marketplace, Facebook Marketplace, a guy selling uh, a Tim Beebs toque. This is online. Online. For $150. Because it's this authentic Tim Beebs, Tim Hortons, Tim Beebs toque. You can, you can get them for five bucks at Tim yeah, Hortons. Whatever. Like, come on. Dude, I saw a Tim B donut for four four grand. Somebody trying to one donut. Yeah, that's a joke, obviously. It's a joke. I was I was yeah, cl- I was close. That. I was that's close a, to biting. 
<laughs> you know what? Though people throw stuff like that out there, morons will yeah. buy it. Some little Filipino girl <clears throat> across the Filipino. planet. Filipino. Oh. What? Is that what we're doing now? Philippines. Isn't that what they call a little Filipino girl? Yeah. Yeah, what's the problem? <laughs> what the fuck? I, I don't know. Anyways. Anyways. Where was I going with this? I don't, I don't know. know. Well, she was excited to get a donut. Yeah. She wants a beep donut. Whatever. <laughs> Why are we talking about I this? I don't know. We're giving it way too much airtime. I, I think, think we so. should wrap this up, right? Dude, this is huge in the news. All yeah, right. huge. Huge. I'm done. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of Inside Rock called Rock and Roll Lawsuits with Boat, Tim Beebs, and Cha, the, <laughs> the Jabber, Jabber Guys. guys. Remember to go to our website, jabberguys.com, to subscribe to our podcast, Inside Rock and Weird and Wacky World. <laughs>